Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. All right, praise the Lord. And um, this is going to be a series for broadcast in relation to the current happenings around the world. Uh, we're looking at the issue of one world government, the mark of the big 66, and on and on. The G5 to be signed by Bill Gates, and so on and so forth. But let me take a scripture first and foremost for us to understand that we don't need to be perturbed over the things that are going on. For instance, in Luke chapter 21 and verse 25 and 26, Scripture says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. We must always remember the waves roaring uh, actually describe people who are not um, filled or walking in the spirit. You know, Jude talks about that. And even Peter also mentioned that. He talks about those who are well without water. And the Jew talks about those forming up their own shame. So this is talking about people who are actually not walking in the light of God's spirit. Then verse 26 says, Men's heart filling them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heaven to be shaken. Now, what I really want to point out in this particular verse is the issue of the failing heart. The above statement clearly is made by Jesus to his disciples in the days because of the happenings that was around them. The point here is their heart will fail them for looking or observing those things that are going on. And the same thing also comes to us today. Observing and looking at those things with this news going on, videos all over the place about what is going on, all of these things could make one's heart to faint. You lose focus. You lose direction as to what God wants. Now, right from the signing of the document of the World War Religion, which in, in fact relates to the issue of peace, and then the coronavirus pandemic that is going on, that we talk about the B-Gate G5, the enforcement of coronavirus vaccine in Denmark, all of this thing is bringing a lot of fear to people. Not just only that, people are really capitalizing on this to embark on what they think is supposed to be the fulfillment of Revelation 13, which has to do with the mark of the beast upon the forehead and then the right hand. I will touch on that as we progress. But I'm just trying to make this broadcast for you, my dear listener, to calm your nerves that none of this thing is a sign of the end time. So, the question is, would there actually be a one world government? Is the coronavirus a sign of the end time? Is it still at home an indication of that? Because now you work from home and so the implementation of the agendas of the artificial intelligence. You may have heard about that. That's another one that is actually making people so much afraid and say everything is shutting down because the artificial intelligence is taking all the place of of man going to work or something as the case may be. Now, all these things are they betting the Antichrist or the beginning of that which the Antichrist will finally, I mean, come up with. That is to say, are these things the signs that indicate that Antichrist will come on stage? These are the things we want to examine. Now, the first thing we like to look at here 
which is what I feel is much more of concern right now that people are pointing towards or, or using as, as an indication of the end time or the sign of the Antichrist coming. Again, like I said, now the implementation of the artificial intelligence, that should be the issue of the quarantine could have to do with stay at home. So I'm going to start with that. This actually is a procedure. The quarantine is a procedure to prevent and curb the spread of the disease or diseases at any particular time. In this case, it is meant by the government to stop the spread of the disease. That is why you are asked to stay at home or the whole world have been asked to stay at home just to prevent the spread. That is a simple thing. Now, is this a new thing? Do we have this thing ever mentioned in the Bible? Now, let's look at a particular case. The case of the four lepers at the gate. In Second Kings chapter 7 verse number 3. Scripture says, And there were four le- leprous men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, Why should you here until we die? Now, if you move on, the Bible says, They finally took courage and moved in and you know the rest of the story how they finally got spoiled from the the enemy's camp now why were they by the gates they were self-quarantined that's the simple answer because they were lepers they were not supposed to stay amongst people it was like an infectious thing so they were out of the city again we have a typical example again in the in in the book of numbers Miriam himself and, and, and Aaron they spoke against Moses because he married an Ethiopian woman. And you remember the story in the book of Numbers chapter 12. If you look at verse 10 and just verse 15, the Bible says, And the cloud departed from up the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. What's the next thing? Verse 15 says, and Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days. And the people joined not till Miriam was brought in again. That was quarantine. God ordained that, even for the children of Israel, to prevent the spread of the leprosy that was now upon Miriam. And there is something very significant here. They were to stay away for seven days. Most of this thing going on today, all the governors of the state or nation, they are saying, okay, you're going to stay at home for 14 days, you're going to stay at home, that's two weeks, I know that's the case maybe. Now here, it is seven days they were not going to move. The camp will not move, Mia will not come to the camp, they are all going to be where they are supposed to be. That was simply a quarantine. So we find that God will be using this right from time. Now, in, in, in Isaiah 26 verse 20, God asked Israel to quarantine themselves when he sent trouble in the land, like it happened in Egypt, at the time of Assyria, even in Babylon. And this word, Isaiah 26 verse 20 said, Come, my people, enter thou into thine chambers, and show thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. Again, verse 26 says, 21 rather, For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood, and shall no more cover her slain. 
Praise the Lord. This is very simple. Yet again we see God said, you just hide yourself because something is about to happen. Indignation, the anger of the Lord, judgment is coming upon the land. But this is only me by which you're going to prevent all of this thing happening to you. What is that supposed to be? Hide yourself. In Egypt, we know. In Exodus 12, when God was to judge the land by sending the angel of death across the land, same thing happened. God said, just shut your doors against yourself. Pour the blood on the lintel. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. It was God I was passing by. Amen. So this is very simple. Quarantine had been a procedure that God had always used from time to secure and prevent his people from being inflicted and afflicted by diseases and other troubles that were supposed to be on the land. Amen. So we have nothing straight. As a matter of fact, the government of the day is working for God when he simply said the people should be quarantined. They are actually serving as servant of God, which you find in the book of Romans chapter 13, when he says, Obey all government that are in power, for they are servants of God. They are actually playing the role God intended them to play. They are actually working on behalf of God in asking that everyone should go into quarantine. Close your doors. This is a simple thing. So it's nothing new. It's not an indication of the Antichrist coming in. It has nothing to do with the implementation of artificial intelligence. Nothing whatsoever. It is just there, plain and simple, in biblical format, for us to see. Now, the next question I would like to pick on on this particular segment of broadcast is the one world government. And I want to be bold enough to declare to you, when it comes to human government, the last one was the Roman Empire. Right from time. God have never or will ever allow another one to rise. I just need you to raise your mind on that fact. That as far as human government is concerned, the last one God ever allowed is the Roman Empire. Now, we see this from the image of Nebuchadnezzar, like we read, as we can see from Daniel chapter 2. It will begin to read from 32 to 34. Daniel had a dream, saw this image, right? Okay, then Daniel finally came in to interpret this image. And this is what he said. This image head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Number 34. That's so as Daniel is speaking to Nebuchadnezzar. That's so that a stone was cut out with that hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and break them to pieces. Is that okay? Now verse 35. Then was the iron, the clay, and the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away. That no place was found for them. I want you to think about that. No place was found for them. For such, what is mean, for such government, such authority, such kingdoms, no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the earth. Now, I know you know what the stone stands for. The stone stands for Jesus, which has to do with, finally, the kingdom of God. So, connect these two things. No place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain. That means there's a great process that this stone was going to undergo. 
Amen. Now let's get the interpretation from Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. And this is what he says. And in the days of these kings, what kings? The kings that have to do with the kingdoms now. What are those kingdoms? Babylon, Medopatia, Greece, and the last was the Roman Empire. Right? Good. He says, and in the days of these kings, because you see, you cannot have a king without a kingdom. So in the days of this kingdom, you can read that, it's the correct. Shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed? And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Praise the living God. That little stone is what is interpreting. Shall break them into pieces completely. Now talk about the summer churching floor, and no place shall be found for them. And then this stone shall grow and shall stand forever. Which is the kingdom of God. Again, you look at verse 45. Daniel speaking, and he said, For as much as that saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands. Hallelujah. And that he break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, and the silver. Can you get that? And the gold. Now, you reverse the process now from the Roman Empire. The iron and the brass. The clay, the silver, and the gold. Now, the great God had made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter in the latter days of the will. And the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof sure. Praise the Lord. So meaning, after the rise and fall of these kingdoms which has to do with Babylon, Medopatia, Greece, and the last being the Roman Empire, at which time Jesus was born, God will not allow any other kingdom to rise. But again, that is where God is going to set up his own kingdom. And this is very, very important for us to observe. As that when those kingdom passes away, those kingdom takes over the same. So now, you can begin to see that clearly when he says, and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up what? A kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. This is very important. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. And that exactly is why Christ was born at the time of the Roman Empire. So we can see this when he explained that to Pilate. Jesus personally confessed that to Pilate when he was standing in the judgment seat of Pilate and Pilate began to ask him, Are you a king? First of all, I asked him, who told you I'm a king? And he said, am I a Jew? Your people who brought you, they finally told me that you are a king. And you must understand the reason why they actually told Pilate that. Because they wanted Pilate to make sure he was crucified. Because if Jesus had to admit to Pilate that he's a king, then it means the Jews will begin to pay taxes to Jesus as a king. But you must remember, the Israelites, the Jews at that time, they were subject to the Roman Empire. They were paying their taxes to the Roman Empire. And Pilate was actually standing for the Roman Empire. And he was collecting taxes for Rome, from, from the Jewish people. So if they have to have another king, that means they will no longer pay taxes unto Caesar. That's why they even told him, if you let this man to go, then you're not a friend of Caesar. You get the point now? Okay, fine. So now, Pilate came around and said, 
Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou said that I am a king. To this end was I born. And I want you to know this. To this end was I born. In other words, for this cause came I into the world, that I should be a witness unto the truth. Everyone is of the truth here at my voice. Praise the living God. Watch this. He said, For this end was I born. What was supposed to mean? He was born to be a king. And remember, when he was actually born, remember Herod? High was sorted after him because they say the king is born. He was born a king. And he established his kingdom. Amen. But just that people don't understand how this kingdom works, most of them they think the kingdom is like the natural kingdom. But remember Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. What he means to say was, my kingdom is not taking the offshoot of his coming policies, whatever policy that was going to be operating the kingdom is not coming from the previous five kingdoms that ever existed. In other words, my kingdom is not coming as an offshoot from Babylon, Meripatia, Greece, and Rome. No, I'm not taking any of the economic policies, not even the principle of warfare. I'm not taking anything from those people. My kingdom is not of this world. It's not a pattern of the previous kingdom. That's what they meant to say. So, but he said, for this cause was I born. Now he came to set up a kingdom which is actually spiritual and very much alive and aware today on the earth. But people don't understand it. That's why he also mentioned the book of Luke. The kingdom, Luke 17:21, the kingdom does not come with observation. It's not something you see with your physical eyes. And Paul tried to explain that by saying in Romans chapter 14:17, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now you can feel joy, but you can handle joy. You can observe and feel righteousness, but you can't handle righteousness. Peace is something that is powerful, but you can't handle it. You can handle the kingdom. It doesn't come with observation, but it's readily available. Hallelujah. So here again he said, I came into the world for this cause, for this reason. You get that? The reason why I came into the world is to establish a kingdom. That I should be a witness to the truth. What truth? The truth of what Daniel just said. In the days of this king, the God of heaven will set up his kingdom. So I came to be a witness to that truth of that which Daniel spoke about. Praise the living God. And he's not saying, everyone that is of the truth, hear at my voice. In other words, if you can come to comprehend what Daniel said, you'll be able to hear exactly what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. So what truth was referring to here? Every, the very prophecy of Daniel that we just read, like I said. Again, the matter doesn't end there. Daniel found further, went further prophetically to make some strong statement. Now you go to Daniel chapter 7, verse 26. And what did he say here? He said, But the judgment, and he talks about the ancient of days that came and John was sitting, you remember that? And then there was this beast of a man that spoke loud just like Herod did, and then he was consumed. And so, here in verse 26, he simply said, But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion of that beast, that acting like a lion, acting, I mean, a bad boastful. But then, what you must understand again is, this is just simply talking about the great words that men's system are proclaiming or trying to represent. All of this system, whatever you are calling it to be, G5, the Antichrist, and the one world religion which is making you to be afraid, all of these things are just speaking of those things that are speaking great wells. 
great words of intimidation, great words of, I mean, that are frightening to the hearers and listeners and observers. Just like Jesus said, the heart of men fell in for fear for observing those things which shall come upon the earth. Amen. So, but now, here the scripture is saying, But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion, to consume and to destroy it until the end. Can you get that? Similar to what is said in the book of, I mean, what we read in Daniel chapter chapter 2, about the image. When we're breaking, the summer chasing fall, blows them away, they cannot be found. And here again, we are saying here that the dominion shall be taken away from him, and consume and to destroy it unto the end. Now verse 27 of Daniel 7. And the kingdom and the dominion. Pay close attention. And the greatness of the kingdom. Under the whole heaven. Shall be given. To the people. Of the saints. Of the most high. Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominion shall serve. And obey him. Praise the living God. I want you to get this right again. It's worth emphasizing. Just look at it. Verse 27. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Whose kingdom is this? The kingdom that he came to set up. Praise the living God. Now this is what Paul began to say. Because he said at the beginning to the saints on the most high. So you look at 1 Corinthians 6 from verse 1 to 3 and see what Paul says there. And this is what he says. Dare any of you having a matter against another go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Verse 3 says, Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things are pertaining to this world or this life? Hallelujah. So you see, the real world, world government is the kingdom of God to be operated by the saints of the Most High God. These are the Christ company of God's people. So this is what we're talking about when the Bible said creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The fear of the Antichrist, the fear of all the G5 things that people are broadcasting have nothing to do with prophetic instant that God has put in place. There can never be another government that will rise to be ruled, I mean, controlling the world by one man. You are not going to be able to see that. Even all of these things coming together, one world religion, I mean peace movement and people uniting, whatever, they can just barely do that. They just cannot be able to stand to implement anything that will shake the world. As we continue, I make you understand that when you go to the book of Revelation, scripture made it abundantly clear that those who want to destroy this world, this earth, him shall God himself destroy. You need to understand that. God mind and God hand is in this world. There is nothing happening that is behind God, not knowledgeable to him. He knows exactly. He releases the devil, if you will. He gives him the chance to do whatever he needs to do. But the restraint is there. He cannot go beyond the band to which God has said before him. Remember what happened to Job? He 
He couldn't go beyond that which God permitted him to do to Job. And that's exactly what it is. The fear that one Antichrist rising tomorrow, I am saying, rest your nerves. There is nothing like that that is going to happen in the world. Not one power, one world government is never going to be able to be established. God is not going to permit it. Prophets never attuned to that. The one world government will set up again. No. Every government that should have been in place as in relation to world world government, they all ended with the, the empire of, of, of Rome. And besides that, no other one is going to come up. So if there is any one world government that is actually going to come into place, it is the kingdom of God. It is the sins of God that will rule with dominion and power. Remember that. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 12 how that image of the, I mean, the, the, the man child is going to rise up and rule the nations with a rod of iron. That is not the Antichrist. That is the church coming forth. That is the burden of the new man, the man child that will have dominion. And every authority is going to be given to this man child. Praise the living God. Which is the living church? The church of the living God. That has to do with the manifestation of the sons of God. You may probably have some, some questions. You may probably want to know further. If you find time to contact me, we'll be able to discuss further. But this is going to be the end of part one. And we shall come up again with part two. But I'm trying to make you understand this. That you have nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be worried about. Nothing to be distracted about. All of this is coming to pass. But the end has not come. You have to understand something. That the end of the world has nothing to do with the end of the human race. That is not what is discussing. It's not discussing the planet that when you read the Bible it talks about the end of the world. For instance, in Matthew 24 verse 14, he said the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all nations, then the end shall come. The end is not talking about the end of the globe. He was talking about the end of the Roman Empire, the end of the Jewish system at that particular time. We shall have time to discuss that. Praise the living God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.